Hey, this is Measure of Faith, and I'm one of your hosts, Rachel. And I'm Hannah. Hello. Today, we're going to read a near-death experience from nderf.org. Today's experience is from Ron A., and he has a near-death experience and a UFO experience. Yeah, we get an additional experience here times two. (laughs) There is a trigger warning of UFO, an alien abduction. If that can be a trigger, I guess, right? Yeah, well, people who have been abducted, that would be probably a trigger, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just like a re a reaffirmation of their experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would assume people who've been abducted probably want to hear about other people's mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. And he is affirming that mm-hmm. UFOs exist and are among us. Yeah, Ron has a lot to say. It's going to be a good one, guys. Ron A. N. D. E. Experience description reads. Ron's NDE and abduction experience happened about eight months apart between the ages of four and five. The UFO came first. The NDE came second. The NDE. The first thing I remember is that I was floating above the deep end of the swimming pool, not in the pool we had at our home. It was morning, about 10 or 11. I was almost five years old. I was just floating, thinking how placid, quiet, and beautiful the pool area was. I was not aware of what just happened. Moments later, two angels came and led me away, one on each arm. I was startled at first, but they felt very safe and secure and I felt no fear. They led me up into a bright cloud. It was just like driving or flying through a cloud if you ever done that. And there was no sound or wind. The whole trip seemed like 10 seconds. When we emerged from the cloud, I could see five people standing in the distance. As we moved closer, I could see more clearly who it was. It was my family that lived in heaven. They were all very happy to see me again, and there was one man I did not know. So I greeted them from left to right. It was like a family reunion at Christmas time, but much better. We communicated by thinking what we wanted to say. The love they had for me was tremendous, and then I greeted the man on the right. I didn't recognize he was very awe-inspiring, with great, great powers, when I stood before him. I thought to myself, wow, what an incredible energy he emits. When I stood before him, he just loved me as the others. He asked me if I wanted to stay with them, and I said yes, realizing that nothing on earth was worth going back for. It was the greatest feeling to be with them, pure love. I believe this was God, our creator of the universe, highest power, whatever word you feel comfortable with. As I looked around, I saw a bright light. It was the moon. The sun was reflecting light off the moon's surface. We were in space, equal distance to the moon on the right side, looking from Earth. I do not think this was heaven's final destination. I think it was a greeting area to receive us when we cross over. Next, he showed me my life review. Every second from birth until death, you will see, feel, and experience your emotions and others that you hurt and feel their pain and emotions. What this is for is so you can see what kind of person you were and how you treated others from another vantage point, and you will be harder on yourself than anyone to judge you. Next, he, God, gave me knowledge of anything I wanted to know. You just think the question to get the answer and you can view it as it happened. Anything you want. I learned tens of thousands of things. The information came like a flood, yet I could process every second of information in detail. Then he told me that it was not my time and I must go back. Two angels took me back. As I'm leaving, 
I'm losing the information I learned. I'm desperately trying to remember it and hang on to the information. The next thing I know, I'm back over the pool. It is still very peaceful and calm. Then I see my father, very frantic, run straight to the pool, dive in the deep end, and pull someone out. People start to gather, siblings. I heard my sister Sylvia say, Ron's dead. I was next to her and said, no I'm not, I'm right here. I reached out to touch her on the back, and my hand went right through her. Just then, my father turned me over on my stomach and pressed on my back very hard. The next thing I saw was that I opened my eyes and lots of water was coming out of my mouth, and I was in a lot of pain that quickly went away. I knew if God sent me back that I would have no long-term damage. About five minutes later, ambulance drivers came and asked me if I was okay. I said yes, and they left without doing anything. I always thought that this was the funny part. Little did they know what I went through. P.S. Yes, I did recall some knowledge. Here are some for you to think about. God himself acknowledges that yes, UFO do coexist with us and are not to be feared. His words. Man has traveled before the 1960s, approximately 10,000 years ago. We did not build spaceships like we do today. We were picked up by UFOs willingly. We would go to a pickup point, a large hill overlooking a vast plain. There were images marked on the ground to be read from the sky. There is other life, beings, not microbes. They reside outside our solar system and into the next. Being in their spacecraft, you are not subject to g-forces, gravity, or other limitations that are subject to. They can travel great distances in seconds. They can make their spaceships invisible at will. Secondly, time travel is possible. I was shown a blueprint. Dude, dude. dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. It's like the uh, fucking bloopers that you see like in movies, like where you just get stuck on the same mistake. Okay. Secondly, time travel is possible. I was shown a blueprint. I asked what it is and he, God said, it is for time travel. Thirdly, in the past, man has been wiped out from the earth, forced to learn everything again and repopulate the earth. Man has achieved very high knowledge about space travel, science and mathematics, but much more than we know today. My UFO encounter. One night, about 2 a.m., I was around four years old. Four aliens entered my bedroom, took me back from my bed, and floated me through the wall of the house outside in my backyard, where I could see their spaceship overhead. I lived in my grandfather's two-story house, and the ship was about 10 feet above the roof line of our house, so about 26 feet off the ground. When they took me up to their ship, I could see the top of the roof of our house and I saw a toy on the roof someone tossed up there. Their ship had lights outside rotating in a back and forth motion around the ship. It was about 40 feet across with no sound. The lighting lit up the homes next to us. I thought maybe someone might see the light and see me and what's happening. Then we entered the ship from a door that dropped down from the bottom creating a ramp. When I saw inside, in the center of the ship, there was a round room with a dome in the floor. I think this was the ship's power source. The inside was very strange. It had no seams where things started and stopped. Walls to the floor, table to the floor. The ship was one big piece, like molded plastic, except for the door we came in. They took me in the room on the left where there was a table rectangle, like an operating table. They placed me on the table. I was extremely frightened, but I had no power to fight back. They had control over me and they knew everything I was thinking, so if I wanted to lift my arm to strike them, I must first think it before I do it. 
and that tipped them off to what movements I was going to make. They were very interested in my pelvis area and I feel they surgically entered that area. Since I was laying down, I could not watch what they did, but it did not leave a scar or mark. Next, they came around my head. Their faces really scared me. They would be considered greys with very skinny bodies, no muscle definition, large heads, two holes for a nose, a tiny slit for a mouth, and big solid black eyes three inches across, height about three foot six inches. Then one took a long probe and inserted it into my left nostril, into my head until I heard a crunch sound. I felt no pain at all, just pressure from them pushing the probe. Then they took me out where I could see the other houses lit up from the lights, but I did not see anyone looking at us. They took me back to my bed and left. I didn't feel any different and was not about to tell my mother what just happened because she would never believe it and I would be in trouble for making up the story. The next day I got up to see if anyone was talking about the spaceship, but no one had seen it. For a year or two I had severe nosebleeds that just started for no reason. My mother just thought I was picking my nose. Okay, so we're supposed to, I guess, guess that he drowned? It's not really confirmed that he drowned, but I, I if he's in a, a swimming pool, I assume he, he drowned. In so many words. Like he doesn't outright say, I drowned, but he was pulled from the water and he has like memory of water coming out of his mouth and mm-hmm. being hit on the back and his sister saying that like he's that. dead. Yeah, <laughs> that and was a funny part. So two angels came down and pulled him up out of the water and took him away. Just lifted him up out of the water and into these bright clouds. Infinity. Into a bright cloud, which is, you know, a very common theme that we hear from seeing a our tunnel peoples. or a bright, a bright light, a road, or stairs. Stairs, yeah. yeah stairs, stairs is another one. Some form one. of travel of getting somewhere. Going somewhere. But it's always yeah. something like a bridge to something else, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Some symbolistic way of describing getting to somewhere. And he sees in the distance five members of his family that have died. He family that he describes as being from heaven mm-hmm. and they're able to communicate by thinking what they wanted to say. So, i.e. telepathically, telepathic mm-hmm. communication. And so in this space, he didn't have to use his mouth to speak. Mm-hmm. We've also heard that before, Which too. Which is a super common, mm-hmm. a common thing of people who have you just, crossed over. You just know. Yeah, you don't have to... You, you just are thought. Which is something that I think about with communication is there's so much to perceive about what someone else says. Tone, inflection. Yeah, you're, you're into like the way that people say things and describe things. I bet you would appreciate telepathic communication a lot more than just speaking. I think I just kind of... You could gain a lot more from it. I think I could, yes. (laughs) Because I always just kind of assume there's a lot more going on and I think I know there is. So it would be just such a a bias. Communication, I think, can sometimes be biased. So it would just completely get rid of a... You're right. you, You know, and so it's just so much more understanding. I you mean, would have a lot more. You get rid of privacy, which yes. is very important. But which I, was is another interesting that the aliens were able to to talk to people and hear their thoughts telepathically. So I'm wondering if 
aliens are kind of a higher evolved being than people because they have that ability. Right, yeah. Maybe us here on Earth have the ability but aren't willing to... Or we just don't know succumb how to, to it or don't know how to use it or because I or maybe there are lots of hand like hand. Psych, uh, psychic people or uh, where you just kind of know what somebody else is thinking. I I kind of imagine we have some kind of ability to do that, but I I don't know how it works. Well, I was just having a conversation with my cousin. Shout out to Sam if you're listening, <laughs> where he said he was you know recently experiencing dreams where. Two days later, very menial things mm-hmm. like, you know, someone, you know, Something putting food true. into the microwave, but he knows it's going to happen and it happens. Uh-huh. And I said to him, that's been happening to me a lot lately, too. Mm-hmm. I just started a new job and there have been a few things where, like, I'm looking at a Zoom call with all these new people that I've never seen mm-hmm. before a month that's ago, but I'm familiar? like, rem- more familiar than they should. Or, like, I've seen that's this. That's happened to me recently. And, like, you can predict something that's going to happen. I'm like, I swear to God, I've talked to you before on a dating app. Yeah. So maybe I have. I don't know, but they just look very familiar to me. So we are very perceptive, and I do think there is that ability there. Mm-hmm. I really think so. We like to think as humans that we are such a high level of consciousness. Who's to say that there isn't something even higher out there that's looking down at us like we're fucking ants? <laughs> yeah. And ants are hella cool little animals, but we think we're better because we have that perception, you know? Did you know people can smell ants? They have a smell. Some people can smell ants. I, no. There are ants in my bathroom and I was trying to smell them. I, can, I can't smell I, them. No, they have a weird ass smell. I heard they smell like ci- citronella. Or they something. smell like citrusy, Citron- sweet. Citrus. When I was a kid, I remember th- smelling them. You can them. smell ants. I can. Yeah. I can't smell I have a very ants. strong sense of smell. <laughs> but that's a funny thing to point out because it's not anything that I've ever about shared. It lately. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like, can you believe this? <laughs> so I can smell ants. Hannah can smell ants. Rachel cannot. Yeah, they're citrusy. <laughs> That's so strange, but okay. So within those five people that he meets in heaven, one of them ends up being what he describes as God. Yeah, what he perceives as being God. Creator of the universe, highest power, whatever you want to say God is, which is a cool way to say that. Like, I'm not saying it's like straight up like Jesus is dad. No, it's just Jesus is dad. (laughs) Yeah. He (laughs) sees someone that's able to, you know, confirm all of his questions or his and openly, inhibitions um, or... God openly says, you can ask me whatever you want and I will answer it, but you are probably not going to be able to retain everything that you have learned. Well, fuck, yeah. I How mean, could you? In like what, like a, a split second this happened and God gives him the knowledge of anything he wants to know. He's able to think a question and get an answer. So think of all these questions going through. It, that's a I lot think it to retain. Would make, it makes sense that if he had been abducted, he would want to bring back proof of being abducted. Mm-hmm. Like it would be closer to what his heart, like that subject. Yeah, so it makes, I mean, not only do I question the UFO encounter happening before the NDE, mm-hmm. so of course he's going to have all of these questions just based around the UFO yeah, experience. So he's going to really want to know first, about the that. Chicken or the egg? I think. Uh, well, the UFO the encounter UFO really did happen before. before. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a chicken or the egg. He tells us. <laughs> but like that's why it makes sense. Why he 
he's bringing back those answers because this and is a very significant that's all thing he can really remember so he gets obviously he survives this near-death experience he doesn't have any long-term damage he then comes and says i have received all of this knowledge and had such a hard time retaining all of it but he did recall some mm -hmm. and he says here are some for you to think about <laughs> but ufos do coexist and they're you shouldn't be afraid of them his words that's but what also, god says his experience was kind of scary it was scary it because wasn't like, i mean it would be scary for it anyone wasn't super damaging to him but still who wants to get like floated out of your room and put on a ship and something stuck up your nose I and then messing with you, your like, genitals. Like, I think even if you... Yeah. <laughs> like... Even uh, if you knew, okay, this is going to happen. But it does kind of make me feel like I'm like cattle or something to them. You know, we just take a... We take a cow, we artificially inseminate them, we milk them of their, their milk and we put them back. And how do you think cows feel? Used and yeah, kind of not like, good. Not good. Yeah, like which <laughs> not is good. To that's me. what I was kind of saying. Like you know, there's a higher consciousness that's above us, looking down at us, like we're ants. But we treat so many other creatures the, the same way. But they're. It doesn't sound like they're trying to harm us, but they are trying to like collect our seed, maybe, and things like that. I like. What did they do? Stick stuff up his nose. That well, I think noise. you know. Genitals are a very interesting area for anyone to know about, and maybe they just want to know about that. But I mean, it's not cool to do it to a four-year-old in you know our perspective as humans because little yeah, kids and babies are are innocent and precious. Yeah, yeah, that you, traumatizes you for the rest I mean, of your an life. Adult is one thing, but four-year-old, come on, aliens, come on. I mean, that's traumatizing. They probably know to an extent that as your brain develops, memories diminish, so you're less likely to go off and start sharing information exactly how it happened. Because as a four-year-old, nobody's going to believe you. No one's going to believe you. And then when you once you get older, you're never going to share that story because no one's going to believe you still because it happened yeah, so long or ago. They're just going to say, "Oh, that's probably just some sexual trauma that you experienced as a yeah. kid," and you're 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 making your brain think it was aliens like there's just all kinds of different things that it's gonna mess somebody up mm -hmm. i mean god you know to to reverse a little bit we were able to learn some three core pieces of knowledge that he remembers clearly mm -hmm. from from god that ufos coexist that man has space traveled as far back as 10,000 years ago and that time humans would go possible. to a picket point. Yeah, time yeah. travel happens and people were working with aliens mm -hmm. willingly going and getting on the ship. And they exist in all parts of the universe. Which is also where written in lots of religions and things that they meet their gods which I imagine aliens are kind of gods compared to us. But it was interesting that he even could tell that they could read his mind. Like, how did he know that? Does that mean that he was listening in on them? No, in the UFO encounter, he says that because he, he like, there was a moment where he tried to hit them. Yeah. But they were able to because... intercede before he even did it. So that's how wonder, he realized that they knew. But I hear them at all? No, I don't think so. 
Yeah. Hmm. Remember, we're humans. I know. But he <laughs> he picked up on that they could hear him, which was interesting. I think that's a smart thing for a four-year-old to do, to pick yeah, up that they can hear like, you. But he says... But, you know, I think if I have wanted heard to lift his about arm, other experiences where they do talk to you. The alien talks to you back, but I think that they maybe have more control over what they're kind of spreading. Like, what they're able to say. They, yeah. Maybe it's not, like... They can probably listen to him, everything he's thinking. But they, I imagine they would have more control over what they're thinking and what they're spreading. But he doesn't have any conversation with yeah, them. Yeah, I don't. We don't actually hear he, that he, he he hears anything. From I think them. if he did, he would have told us. He yeah. would have been like, "I fucking talked to these aliens, and this is what they said to me <laughs> with their brains. No, they, <laughs> their big brains. I think for this interaction, these aliens just wanted to study him." Uh, okay. We still we need to maybe pause just for a second, mm -hmm. just for the um, the way that the story is going, because we want to hit all these three points here, right? Mm -hmm. For the UFO, because we got back, we went into the encounter before we hit the three pieces of knowledge that they learned, right? Time travel, we talked a little bit about, but then we didn't talk about apocalypse. Thirdly, in the past, man has been wiped out from Earth, forced to learn everything again and repopulate the Earth. Which is written in the Bible that, like, the earth was covered in water and, what, like, Noah was on his ark. And that was a very, it sounded like very spiritual experience that Noah had to cause him to build this ark and save a bunch of animals and repopulate the earth. You know, that man has achieved very high knowledge about space travel, science and mathematics, and much more than we know today. And so you know from in the that means in the past we have got we've gone further than we have now. But where is all that information in that? Based technology? on all of the information that we have from even ten thousand years ago, we have fossils. Mm -hmm. We have what we think are some sort of dinosaur, not like Jurassic park but dinosaur the, but it also sounds like we were assisted by an already an already evolved alien or creature it sounds like maybe they came and taught us things yeah that's what he's saying yeah that aliens and man interacted. so i wonder in like collaboration with aliens were we able to be more evolved than we are today if what he's saying is actually happening it actually happened. Yeah, if he's because not, I don't see this, us this exactly some... doing it just by ourselves. And there's no like kind of leftover technology except maybe some weird uh, structures that have been left over that don't exactly make sense today. So if I look at this whole story from an outside perspective, and I look at the general picture of what he's saying, he had a near-death experience, and in that, from his perception... He got answers about his own position mm -hmm. in the universe, right? Sure. And he was able to receive all of this knowledge about his own posi position mm -hmm. in the universe, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean, if we're thinking about how, you know, as far as it's this is hard to describe but as abstract as time is to conceive right 
we have it leveled out in a way that everyone is on the same page. But he has a near-death experience where he's coming in to become part of a big, bigger collective consciousness, mm -hmm. right? Maybe for him, this is his world and universe. Yeah. And then it's, he's just a piece of it. That doesn't mean that this confirms that my near-death experience is going to answer my questions in the same way it is for him because mm -hmm. I have different questions. It's all about our perception and Which what I we're needing to yeah, know. Yeah, I think that... So... You have to use each experience to build a story of the greater story. Yeah, so when he says that... He can only that pick so much... He can only take so much back from his experience. And this is... He wants to pick aliens. He wants to pick aliens. So when I when mm -hmm. he's like, this happened, aliens were here, and we mm -hmm. existed with them. It's like, maybe not for everyone else. If we look at history books and we look at evidence from 10,000 years ago, what we're able to collect. portion of the people who interacted with the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. If this is at all true, I imagine it's like 1% had an experience. Yeah, I know. I'm taking this and that guy's may be, that's story like, with a grain of salt. Could be like a whole big population of people is 1% and everybody's experiencing it. But... Mm -hmm. When you go and you tell someone else who's not part of that 1%, you're going to sound nuts. Because what he's saying is man has achieved very high knowledge. So when someone says man, they mean mankind. They mean everyone. But I highly doubt that. Because it's not really, it's not that commonly written. No, it would be, or maybe it is and we just don't have access to that information. They don't want to release mm -hmm. it. I mean, if we look at history books, we're looking at what someone else has written and what they want to share with us about what they've found, right? Yes. We don't want anyone too smart. <laughs> we don't want anyone asking too many questions, right? We don't want anyone knowing too much. <laughs> so he's able to get these these answers from his UFO encounter mm -hmm. that happened before the NDE. I kind of wish that he had did the UFO encounter first and then the near-death experience afterwards. Yeah. Like his pros would have been like, okay, so I had well, this UFO experience and then this near-death experience. But and these were all like the questions that I had. A, a website where you submit your near-death experience and not your UFO experience. So he's probably thinking it's secondary. Yeah, yeah. but I, and just like in the way that things should be. What's that word? Chronological. Chronological order. Yeah, That's right. He, Thank you. He did not do the chronological order. So but he's, he's four years old. He's four years old. And four aliens enter his room. I wonder if that means something. <laughs> he's four years old. Well, four years, four aliens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> One for be. each year you've been Yeah, alive. I don't know. What if that means something? <laughs> nothing wrong with looking into that. And so the aliens entered his bedroom and took him from his bed and floated him through the wall of his house. So does that mean he went through his wall? Like, they have some kind of technology that can, one, float you, and two, make you go through walls? I mean, that's what he's implying. I wonder what it was like to go through a wall. I think that in this world that he's talking about anything is possible so to me it's not very surprising that they did that <laughs> I they're guess. able to be but invisible. that is our world yeah but so. if they're able to be invisible in our world then of course 
you can they can do something like that. The, I don't the not believe that. I just makes me very interested in the the way that they did that. Like, how do they accomplish that? that they're just so much more advanced than we are. I think to me, the moving through walls is a lot harder to accomplish than being invisible to humans, at least, right? Because it mentions that the he mentions earlier that spaceships they can be invisible. be invisible, yeah, to the human eye. Mm-hmm. We don't know, you know, if there's other that things that be, can see it. Like, it could be I don't know, projecting an image of what is above, is directly above it, below it, exactly. So that it's like not, mirrored. yeah, exactly. It's yeah. maybe not as complicated as we think. Yeah. It's just. Because human eyes are extremely weak. We have plenty of animals that can see 10 million times better than we can. We can only perceive a very, very small, small um, perception of of the world. We were, we stop at our abilities. After that, Mm -hmm. there's so much that exists that we still don't even know about Mm -hmm. and that we're just barely starting to, to discover due to our lack of ability we just don't Mm -hmm. have the ability to do so so yeah i'm sure that machine did something that made it invisible to us whether it Mm -hmm. were mirrored or reflected light in a way that we just i don't know i i just know that there's there's an explanation but changing that's yeah changing matter so that you can travel through a wall that's different kind of wild that's not just science that's just like how things well, I imagine they just have a different Bomb. understanding of how things work. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, E equals MC squared, you need to do better, Einstein. <laughs> 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 just kidding. So, he saw a ship outside of the house and had rotating lights and a, a door that dropped down from the craft that made a ramp they could go up. So I assume they float him right up into the ship that's 26 feet above Wouldn't the ground. Wouldn't it be super funny if they were like, let's float through these walls in your house, but then they have to like pull downstairs for him to get up into the machine? Like, wouldn't you think like if he was able to like float through the fucking uh-huh. house, he could just float back into the machine too? But yeah, why is there a ramp? Why is there a ramp to get yeah. into the machine? Like, well, I just what? imagine they float him right <laughs> up into it and there's no need for a ramp really. I don't know. I don't know alien technology. <laughs> uh, and the he goes into the ship, and it's a round room with a dome in the floor that he believes is the power source. He doesn't go really into any other detail for that particular part. There's a dome. And the room has no seams, so I imagine, like, it doesn't have any corners, that it just... You can't tell maybe exactly I'm how big it is. I'm just thinking about the episode of SpongeBob where uh-huh. they time travel, and you know, at the end of the episode, you know, after going like back fucking ten thousand years ago, <laughs> okay, but then it, they go like way too forward, right? Mm-hmm. And they're in just like this white screen-looking thing, and it's like Squidward and SpongeBob, and it's like a very anxiety-ridden episode. Mm-hmm. And then all these flashing colors are happening, but it's a seamless white. Um, Escape. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I'll have to show you because this is what I'm imagining. It sounds like it. It doesn't have any seams and it's just it's just blank. white. Just yeah. white like everywhere. You can't tell the floor from the ceiling from the walls. No, there it's are none. Infinity basically of white. Oh. So the aliens 
were able to telepathically understand everything he was thinking and about to do. So that left him unable to do anything because they knew. Yeah, they had he control tried to hit over them. him. He couldn't because they knew that he was about to hit them. Yeah. And they mention, kind of like we mentioned earlier, that they were very interested in his pelvis area. Mm-hmm. He but doesn't he go. See. Yeah, he doesn't, and he doesn't go into detail about what that was. Mm-hmm. Maybe due to some kind of trauma mm-hmm. or lack of memory. He just knows that there wasn't a scar or mark left, but that they were down there doing something. And then they put a probe up his nose until he heard a crunch, which is quite disturbing to me. Sounds like COVID tests when they first came out. (laughs) (laughs) When they went up in your sinuses. That's what I was picturing. That's funny. (laughs) He describes them. They're skinny, with no Mm -hmm. muscle, very big heads. Two holes for a nose, tiny slit for a mouth. Sounding gray. It sounds like the classic alien mm-hmm. that we see. And after that experience, he he developed random nosebleeds, which mm-hmm. kind of confirms his experience. Or um, maybe or something maybe, else like, happened, his mom and he thought he is... picked his nose too much. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Or. It, Maybe this didn't happen, and he Just something else traumatic breaks. happened. I don't know. And he's replacing mm-hmm. this experience with aliens with with that. And he didn't tell anyone because he was scared of them. Well, he was scared of getting in trouble for making up a story and that they wouldn't believe him. Oh, yeah. If a four-year-old came up and told me that, I'd be yeah, like, like, cool. Okay. <laughs> or I'd be extremely yeah. worried for their mental yeah, what, health and I would take them to a therapist. To yeah, what actually happened? The Yeah. Which I still kind of think what actually happened almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like something not good happened. Yeah. We don't know, Ron. Sorry about that. Yeah, I... He ends it with like a very nice quote that I I want to read Mm -hmm. that isn't included in his main story, but on nderf.org, they give you options to answer questions regarding your background information. And then they kind of have these general questions that they ask, they title NDE elements. And at the end, here, I'll get to it. Did scenes from your past come back to you? He says, my life review was viewed the same way. One important thing that I will always remember after my life review is that everything you thought that mattered doesn't, and the only thing that does matter is how you treat other people. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's very important. Yeah, and also the the last question, are there any other questions that we could ask to help you communicate your experience? Uh, ask what knowledge you came back with that man can use or a message God gave you to share with mankind. What sense did you have? Sight, hearing, enhanced comprehension, enhanced memory, feel love, feel pain, mental. God did not judge me. I did. And that's, and that's worse. He is standing there watching your life with you, watching all you did, good and bad. And if you did 
something meaning, or if you did something mean, you felt the torment and pain that you gave to the other person by your act. I like that because he's saying that everyone thinks that God is judging you, but really you're judging yourself. So you can't really hide from yourself. If you think you're doing something bad, you are going to judge yourself and feel the pain and torment of the other person that you hurt. So treat other people well and... Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's so mm -hmm. simple. Super simple. Too simple. Just treat everyone well and look for that in return. Mm -hmm. And balance. I think we talked about balance today from not being too selfish and not being too selfless either. I think that would be the main thing that I am searching for in my life is balance. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was maybe 20 and the new year rang in and I told myself, I'm gonna find balance this year. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> I could just do it that year. That was my- This is the year of balance. <laughs> but I think so many things happen in our lifetime just even within this realm of consciousness that is hard to figure out and hard to do correctly because mm -hmm. there's no there are no roadmaps yeah. to correct it's it's all you it's all and you. your own ideas on things and how you make other people feel how you feel yourself we're all existing with others here on this world, though. Yeah, that's, I think, the most important thing is that's to be conscious I... that you are existing with others. There are other people out there, and they want to be treated well, and you want to be treated well. And we're creatures that are meant to love mm -hmm. others as well, mm -hmm. and we should always put it in our forefront as basic as everything that we heard when we were a kid. Treat others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ron. And you can read more of these near-death experiences at nderf.org. And if you've had a near-death experience, I encourage you to upload your experience and let the world know about it. We want to hear about it. Oh, maybe yeah. talk about it. Maybe we can talk about it. Maybe if you have one, you can tell us about it. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could do some interviews sometime. That would be nice. Yeah, talk That's to, our end goal, really. Yeah, have a live person tell their own experience and then answer questions about it. And you can find us on Instagram at measure underscore of underscore faith. So if you want to reach out to us, I think that's the easiest way. Yeah, we're, we're both on there. I know it's a mouthful. Measure of <laughs> underscore of measured underscore face underscore <laughs> underscore <laughs> no, measure underscore of underscore face there we go Please. we got yes. it uh, we appreciate you thank you for listening yeah thank you see you next time bye, bye.